On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we follow up our lucid dreaming episode with our own dream experiences that we've had since we covered the topic in our last episode. We also discuss more on lucid dreaming and who and what you may meet once you break through the matrix. Later, we talk about tarot card reading, the book of Revelation, and some of our future podcast episodes. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, Brandon, we're recording now. This is raw and uncut. That's right. So we're back. It's been, uh, we always, uh, welcome back to the Gnostic yeah, Deluge. Forget how long it's been. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know how long it's been if you're listening to this and eagerly awaiting this next episode. You know, in the end, does time really matter, though? You know, I guess it does if you're waiting for the next one, but. Yeah. But everything, to every time, there is a season, or whatever that scripture is. Oh, yeah. I vaguely recognize that. Time. But, uh, so we're back. Um, Today's, we're going to finish up our little lucid dreaming thing and kind of report our experiences, possibly. Yeah. Finish finish up, but... You know, maybe not finish completely, but finish for now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, let's, so after the last one, we went through all the different things with how to get into, you know, how to prepare yourself to, to dream, lucid dream and, you know, and start recording your dreams. I think my, that might've been one of my big problems is I wasn't total, vigilant on mm-hmm. recording my dreams yeah what or, i what i took most i'm going to hand you this yeah I what i that. what i took most from the last discussion that we had about this is the the um the maybe the strategy of of setting a timer because that last cycle is what you're looking for yeah the the waking back to bed yeah and so basically, I've tried that a couple times, but I can't. I'm not. Be, I'll go ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying something similar to you. Actually, it it I hasn't. That's what I took. That that's what I've been really focusing on. Yeah, me too. But uh, there's I've had other issues, but yeah. So yeah, well, so yeah, the waking back to bed. I've been fo- trying it, but I just haven't been able to fully wake up. You know. I just, it's so tired anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I think I, too that um, my sleep pattern schedule hasn't been like, um, what's the word? Stellar? Yeah. Acceptable? The, those all work. That's the question to ask really is whose who's sleep patterns today are acceptable? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I I could I could have been working hard, you know, a little harder to get into bed. But so I, I get off I get off work late. Yeah. And then I kind of end up, you know, eating. And, yep. And but anyway, so what I found is looking for my re- for my return and report part of this is what I found is that trying to aim for that last 
uh, REM cycle mm-hmm. is difficult when you're not getting enough sleep because yeah. it's difficult. It, I I have been challenged at even getting up during that time. Well, okay. So have you or been, have you having, been recording your dreams? Oh, that's the, that's the other problem is what? is because so here's the thing I don't this guy I don't really remember my dreams oh and so I rarely do now interestingly enough last night I did have a dream that I remember and it was awkward as ever did you write it down no but I plan on talking about it today oh you you don't have to if it's too weird no 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 it's it's not like weird as in it's gonna throw me under the bus like socially <laughs> like dude brandon is in some weird stuff no it's not that kind of weird <laughs> okay but well that's what i'm saying but okay so i like i've i've missed a few dreams that i remembered but you know that you're just too tired to write them down or whatever but i've tried to record the ones i do remember you know like they they talked about where you just sit there and you think about it and then you're able to expand it. So I got I got some recorded dreams. But here's but, the, but here's the thing though is I so I have this like um exercise oriented watch that I wear. It's for tracking my hiking and my yeah. walking and stuff. Oh yeah, this is okay. And so I actually turned it off several months ago. Turned off the tracking part of it. You're all like I don't want because I decided that I just wanted to be someone who goes out and hikes and takes walks. I didn't want to have to be always tracking it. Yeah, because regardless of of yeah. whether or not your little watch is recording it and being yeah. like, oh, you're doing this. You're like, I know I'm doing this. Yeah, I didn't want my watch to validate me anymore. I wanted yeah. to just do it. And so I turned off the tracking part of it so the battery would last longer. Mm-hmm. Well, I recently turned it back on because it could also track my sleep. Oh, so th- okay, this is cool. And so, all right, here we go. I turned it on a few days Guys, ago. Here we go, Brandon. I turned it on a few days ago to track stuff. my sleep because I was because I've been having an issue with with this lucid dreaming. Like okay, I can't even. I'm not even lucid dreaming, but even just remembering the dreams. Yeah, because I and I think it's because I'm so tired. So over the last few days, and I'll just have to describe it here. Let me look at my sleep here. I'll show you my sleep, Mark. Here we go. Here's last night's. It looks pretty interesting. You'll okay. s- basically oh. it goes through stages of look here, and it shows REM yeah. all along. That's cool. So it goes through these stages of uh, light sleep and REM, right? Yeah. But I don't get heart. Look how much deep sleep I get. <laughs> you got like a little bit dismal, right? Yeah. Here's, let me see if I can get yesterday's or the day before. Oh, that one actually breaks it down to. There's the day before. So how much deep sleep are you supposed to get? I don't though? know. 32 minutes. Okay. I don't get a lot though. And so what I'm thinking is during my, my theory is during my REM cycle, but I get the REM cycles good. Yeah. That's the thing is that you are dreaming. Yeah. So my theory is that I'm getting the REM cycles, but because I'm so exhausted, I just don't really like remember them. You're just worn out. I'm just worn out. And so my theory is that if I can get if I can get to bed earlier mm-hmm. and get a more healthy sleep, you know, doing the things that I'm, I already know that I'm supposed to be doing, but not like eating food too late and stuff. Well, you got kids too. You got four, yeah, little guys. But if I can start, I've noticed in the past that if I get a better sleep, 
then I will have memory. I will remember my dreams. Oh, okay. And so last night, because I knew that this morning we were going to do this podcast. Oh, I got so to bed. You I got, went to bed earlier. Who Brandon's like he's last minute cramming. I was last minute cramming this week. I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, I was listening to all this stuff. Actually, last night I have this affirmation, lucid dreaming affirmation thing that I yeah. found on Audible. It okay. was like free for, a, and it was so. It's like I am going to like the guy was actually talking like that. He had a little. I'm going to remember my dreams. Wow. And it's got like this this music on the background. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going to actually play it. Yeah, play it. <laughs> we just had a little diff- difficulty, but we're just jumping back into it. Yeah, if it, if it sounds like we had an issue there, we did. We did. We'll just keep on going. But uh, anyway. Um, so you're going to you're gonna play oh, this just, affirmation just so audio? You can hear, yeah. Okay. Hopefully it'll come through good on the speakers. Or on the microphone. We'll see. Command my dreams to manifest my (laughs) cherished desires. I choose to have only dreams that inspire, guide, and empower me. Wow. This is interesting. Anyway, so that's the basis of it. I just fell asleep listening to it. That's so, pretty cool. That was part of my cramming for to have a lucid dream for the for the podcast. If you can imagine Mark last night <laughs> listening to that before bed, like I gotta have a better report for my podcast listeners tomorrow. <laughs> I choose. It's so funny because he kept on saying I choose, and the you know these different words that you always like, just kind of yeah. The that it would be a stereotypical kind of. Uh, new agey sure. thing. Yeah, I'm empowered so to do this. I feel like I'm pretty like, and I feel like I'm an oddball in a lot of ways. I'm I have some nerdiness about me. I can't imagine getting into the getting into the moment to do that. You know, Be, like, being the guy that recorded that. Yeah, you have to be like an actor or something to be able to like get into that. Well, but the guy. I mean, I bet you the guy really believe was like sure. Sure. Felt, felt it so i mean it worked i'm sure it works yeah i just but anyway that was part of my last make cramming well why we're let's so just get what do you this get what do you got what is dude? that man what, let me see what you got whoa dude i was i found a good ginger beer yeah where'd you get it from at bj's it looks like it's like bottled like well locally oh, this, or this something is, yeah this is uh this is called the growler and you can what's keep, isn't BJ's a restaurant? Yeah, brew house and restaurant, but they have a really good, a really good ginger beer. And but you ha- Here, so let me top you. so you only it's it's an in house one, right? I you might be I don't know if you can get it by the bottle or what. So how did you get the, what that container? Did, did they sell to you in that container? I had I have some growlers, and so you you just brought it home. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, so you can. It's pretty good. It's a good one. It's a little flat because yeah, you can taste that. I'll, I'll throw that. I'll throw that critique aside because I can tell. But flavor wise, mm-hmm. it's really good. I can tell it's a good like. Uh, it's not too sharp. Yeah, like you know, some ginger beers give you that like ginger like bite in the back. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't do that. It gives yeah, you some good flavor. Yeah, it's a though. decent one. I mean, it's not you know, but like I said, but yeah, usually it's more fizzy. But because what they do basically is they go to the tap, they pour it into the the growler and then they just close it up 
And this has sugar in it, right? Yeah. Okay, I felt it right now. Just felt it. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Can you have sugar, Brandon? Well, I don't, haven't had it in a long time. Oh. But, but, I mean, it's not, it's not like I can't have it, right? I, I'm just telling you, I felt it. Like, in my, I just felt it like a... Ooh, like, how soon your shoulders are, like, hurt? <laughs> it tastes really good, though. <laughs> Brandon, give me that. Drop drop that cup. You're like, sorry, Ann. Ann, what did it mean? I didn't know. No, it's okay. Yeah, it tastes really good. But anyway, even, I was even, like, even with a tad of flatness at, with it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's it's not you know over. It's not like a Gosling's or a. Cock so you and went bowl, the extra mile. You went to a place. You had you you bought some ginger beer that they had on tap. Yeah, and then you brought it home. Yeah, that was great. I was like, oh, this would be perfect. Yeah, they actually have it on tap there. That's awesome. Yeah, they got they got good root beer there too, and it's all made with you know uh, cane sugar. Yeah, yeah. So, and they so they. Uh, I think they're 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 based out of Colorado, I think, but I think the one down in Chandler, the BJ's, they actually brew beer and make yeah, their they have like stuff down there. Yeah, brewery there. So I know that some places do like like kind of they do like a kombucha through the tap. Oh, really? Yeah, you've been to like Wildflower. Um, no, I they do kombucha through the tap. Huh. And I've been like, I think I would love that for more places to do drinks like that or like ginger beers to the tap. That's cool. My brother John, he uh, made his was making his own kombucha. Yeah, you gotta. You, it's it's the most difficult thing about it is you have to get the, um, the Scooby. Yeah, yeah, his Scooby died. <laughs> I always call it. He's Sco- like Scooby. Sco- I always call it Scooby, but I think Scooby's a better way to pronounce it. Oh, maybe it is Scooby, but I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, but yeah. I, his Scooby died. <laughs> well, it, but it made a you know a few batches of it, so it just so, suddenly it was like black or something. You do a similar thing with like apple cider vinegar. Really? Yeah, you have to get the mother. You know, I think if this that had the fizz, it'd be starter a lot that like for that uh, starter, uh, that uh, like culture. Yeah. You started off with. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, it's kind of well if you make uh, that bread. Yeah, they had the same thing. What sourdough? Sourdough, sourdough yeah. starter, and there's some that are like a hundred years old. Yeah, because like they a, keep this on is an original. Yeah. Like my great grandfather, exactly. Well, that's an awesome uh, treat there. Anyway, so what were you saying about the? Uh, what were we, we going on a new topic now? Okay, my so, dream. So here's my return. Here's my return report about my dream last night. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear this. It's not, it wasn't lucid. Okay. But you you remembered it. I remembered it. That's and for me, okay. it's a big step. Yeah, because I li- I was listening to another book because I was kind of feeling kind of like our last episode. I was like, "Gosh, man, we really read a lot of stuff from this book," and I f- was starting to feel bad. Sure, you know, kind of like, "Well, these guys wrote this book," and yeah, and I and, and then all of a sudden I started listening to another book, and it's the same. Another book is it's all the same information. Okay, so it was I mean, not like, not to say not to say this. The field guide to lucid dreaming is one of the simplest, a very great simple book to get you started. Yeah, but I'm saying that, that information is is out there and in uh, other forms. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't feel, you know, quite so. It's not like. I, now I feel like I'm knocking the book and I'm not. You're not. I don't feel like you are. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, but I was just kind of feeling like, gosh. But a, a lot of the things come because the LaBerge guy, he, a lot of the, the information 
in in the field guide to lucid dreaming and this other book which is called uh dreaming yourself awake you know is mm. steven laberge yeah he's did a lot of the research original on the like, leg work on it yeah anyway so interpret this okay so i'm in my front room downstairs me and my wife are both down there and she's actually it, it's like early in the morning or something so she's like wearing something that's probably don't, doesn't want other people to see like her night her night clothes right? is this in your dream yeah okay she's wearing like her pajama type of clothes right mm-hmm. and let's say that's what it is and so basically we're downstairs yeah oh not yet and all of a sudden the door knocks and my daughter runs to the door and this is the dream yeah okay. and she opens the door and one of my friends walks in the same friend who does like a retro Nintendo game channel now. You don't have to check that out. Yeah. So he walks in. He doesn't even like, he just like walks right in and it's like, oh. And of course, Anne's in her like clothes that yeah, are less night than. clothes. Yeah. I mean, nothing. And so she, I'm like already, I'm like, oh. And so I feel this panic because I'm like, oh, Jeff, don't just walk in. And it's like, Sarah, I almost, I want to yell like, Sarah, why'd you let him in like that? And he just walks in and he walks in with like a six pack of LaCroix. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's get this party started. Well, the thing is, is like, and it's like a, it's a, it's, it's that particular flavor that I don't care for, and I'm like, what? What and, flavor? Just um, for future reference, the, uh, the purple one, the purple Lacroix. Oh, I don't know the purple letters, not the Pomplemousse. No, I like the Pomplemousse. That's, That's like Pomplemousse is one. like one of the only ones I like. Um, is the other one purple one? Uh, Raspberry, maybe. Anyways, it was my. It was, this is what my dream. This okay. is my dream. And I and I. What's funny though is in my dream. See, so he, that's a good point. Here I am having a hard time remembering what kind of the croix he brought. But in my dream, I knew I didn't like that kind. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brandon, <laughs> it was if, you, if you would have wrote this down, you would know. Maybe in my, the feeling was more powerful than like what the imagery was, at least for me. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the worst kind. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in with the six pack things. But the thing is, it was funny. Is this guy? Going to be happy this to guy, this guy, my friend, his name is Jeff, and he'll probably listen to this. Hi, Jeff. Um, he never. I don't think he even ever drinks Lacroix. We have no relationship with like those kind of drinks, you know. Yeah. And it's just funny, and that makes no sense. And he was in his work clothes as well, so that's another weird thing. So, anyways, that was my dream. <laughs> okay. And I got this morning, and like, ah. Oh, and I thought of any moment that did it at any moment. Did I? So I actually set the timer. You know, I woke up. You know, I woke up. I'm like, okay. And I went and got a drink, and I came back down. Are you trying to wake back to bed? I I tried, and um, I I'm guessing that dream is that dream happened during that last hour. It happened right before I woke up. So um, yeah, that's that. But no lucidness. I thought about. I went back and thought about it. I'm like. Did I have any point where like I was aware? Of, no, but I had nothing like it's that. So, it's so strange, just the just the thought like that you're just your mind's going through it like it's real. Not you know, there's and th- that's the strange part is that there's no point where you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense, and that's you know, yeah. But that's supposed to be the trigger if you can if you can get to that point. Anyway. Well, I did, yeah, I didn't have any lucid dreams, but I've been trying to record them. 
and also record like morning thoughts and stuff. Oh yeah, too. that was one of the men- that was one of the things that they mentioned. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. I mean, sometimes you have some decent ideas waking up in the morning. I'm trying to So, you know what my theory is and why that is? No, I don't. Okay, I won't talk too much about it, but it's, it's a quick no, it's a quick you, theory. No, I'm saying I don't know why. Okay, so, so I've me. been reading this book that I won't talk too much about it. But I've been reading this book called Self Mastery and Fate. Mm-hmm. And he basically his it's an it's an it's by a man named H. Spencer Lewis. Yeah. And he was like one of the um early turn of the century Rosicrucian thinkers. Right? Yeah. I think I think he was actually the grandmaster at one point of the, of, of the lodge. Yeah, yeah, and so he's a he was a high high profile Rosicrucian, and he wrote a lot of books. Yeah, just like uh, Price, and he has like this system where he um, he made a lot of money on businesses coming to him and asking him to what decisions they should make. If they had like an important decision to make. Okay, that makes sense because I started reading his book and I was like, what is this all about business? I was like, I yeah, don't care about business. Exactly. I'm the same business. way. He made a lot of money on businesses coming to him and saying, we have this important decision to make. We hear that you help businesses become successful. What do we need to do? And he would basically use his like Rosicrucian slash hermetic thinking and use his understanding of the principles of rhythm. And how things work. You may have heard of some of his companies that he's consulted for, like MySpace, (laughs) (laughs) New Coke. Yeah, sure. (laughs) And he would make a lot of money, like advising them, right? (laughs) Near the end of his like life, he decided that it was important that he passed this knowledge on. So he wrote that he has a system of basically breaking the day, breaking the year, breaking your life mm-hmm. up into different periods of time. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, well, okay. some of the periods have more profound implications than others, right? Yeah. Some of them are better for this or that. Yeah. And I think if I'm looking, I'm looking at this little picture here on the cover of the book and it shows a 24 hour clock, mm-hmm. right? Going from 12 midnight all the way to 12 midnight again. Yeah. Right. And he has the entire day broken up oh, in yeah, seven is. periods. And I'm thinking that this first period here, which is when we'd be, or maybe the second period, actually. Second period would be lucid dreaming. Yeah. So in one of these periods or, here is where our creative mind is heightened. Okay. And that's why there are dreaming during that point is more can be more creative yeah and why our early morning thoughts okay. can be more creative okay that's my theory so far i haven't gotten far enough to, to he breaks down life in all these different cycles i haven't gotten far enough to have him break down the day cycle yet but, yeah my my question was like where did he come up with the you know like these periods like you i know think what I'm saying? from what i can tell he's he's basically using the the um, hermetic principle of rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. That things, you know, come and go. You know, like he's using that principle and he's using observation, the same kind of observations that people who first unlocked tarot 
would have been, you know, just archetypal, basic, yeah, just principles. taking, looking at patterns yeah. and and looking at observe, observing patterns and eventually and writing them down and like, hey, this this period of the day is where we do this. This time of the year is when people go through this most often. And I'm guessing it's that. I don't think there's any kind of like, how else would you come up with that kind of stuff, right? Other than observation or yeah. some, well, and some, but, some well, like he's angel or something. So he, well, I'm saying they they claim to have like special knowledge. But Correct or that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're like alchemists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, supposedly. So I mean, he doesn't go into that. He has other books that he probably would go into that. And this book is more of like a how to manage yeah, I your was, life. I was looking over it and I was like. Like whenever I just heard about the business stuff, I was like, eh, not yeah. really, you know. I did the same thing. I'm like, I just work. I did the same thing. And I, my answer to that is I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm not interested in the business part of it. But the thing is, I think at this time when he was at this point in his, and this is like the early 19, like 1920. Yeah. I think more people back then worked for themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot it's, different than because. Yeah. Yeah. We're work, we're working for or corporations, corporations and, and stuff, so it's yeah. not the same. I think more people. There was more like, you know, uh, and there was more like black, you know, blacksmiths and work and you know carpenters back then. People that worked for themselves. Yeah. And so that would probably that chapter would mean a lot more back then. That's true. Um, well, today it doesn't mean as much because we like. Well, I don't make any decisions. Uh, well, the interesting company. thing about his his system too is that. Instead of going like astronomy, astrology or astrology, yeah, where you go by your sign when you're born, yeah, you know, kind of like that, correct? Like, like he has his his cycles, like okay, so you take the date you're born on, Mm -hmm. and that's like the new every year, year. yeah, but you break the year down to seven, so it, it. Everybody, I'm trying to, in the year within, is in a different cycle on depending on when they're born. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to basically, so say the. You break the year. Was it 52 days? 52 days. You break the year in a seven and you have have basically 52 day periods. Yeah. Seven of them. Yeah, basically. And uh, so. Those first 54, 52 days, like, would be good to find love, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, for so somebody's born in July, you know, like me, the 52 days after that, it's, it's good for me to be doing these certain things. But then somebody that was born in February, mm-hmm. at that same 52 days, it could be a bad they'd time. They'd be doing something else. Yeah. In fact, anyway, I think, I think it was just interesting think- because it, it kind of, you can use it more personal. And I think that actually applied to us is I was born in February, late February. What? And so I'm actually. And I was born in July. I'm actually. What are the odds? I'm actually. And I'm actually in the nearing the end of my fifth, my fifth cycle. Mm -hmm. Right. According to Spencer Lewis and his uh, and what and his uh, observation of each cycle. Yeah. The fifth cycle is when you are most. most likely to go through a lot of health problems. Oh, crumb. And I've had a really interesting last few months. How like, did he know? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, wow, okay. You have had an interesting last few months. Yeah. That's true. 
And what's also interesting, and this is my last thing I'll say before I wrap this back into our <laughs> yeah, thing. people are like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, we're going. Oh, this is tangent. H. Spencer Lewis. If anybody's, yeah, he's an old Rosicrucian. So if you appreciate Rose, yeah, and the book we're talking we're talking about is Self Mastery and Fate, and you can get it for free. Yeah, it's available. It's not if you go to the Rosicrucian.org or whatever their website. Yeah, is. you can get a PDF, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Because yeah. I, because I, Brandon had mentioned it, and I was like, "What?" And uh, it, it came up, you know, no. It doesn't have, you know, they're not worried about copyright on it or whatever. I guess exactly, they're not worried. What I'm inter- what I'm also th- found interesting was in my life cycle. Okay, I'm on my sixth period mm-hmm. right now because you basically break up. You basically every seven years you yeah. go through a period, right? I'm on my sixth cycle. I wonder where I'm at. Okay, you're on your seventh. <sighs> I'm getting to this. So the thing is, is during my sixth, the, during the sixth cycle, and it's basically between the years of thirty-five and forty-two. Okay, I'm near the, I'm at the very oh, end of my shoot. sixth. Between the years of thirty-five and forty-two, it's when you basically go through like big changes. Oh yeah, and I've had a really interesting last seven years. What? How did he know? Exactly. Like I've actually. <laughs> When it comes to like my, I've changed things that I've done my entire. I've had some huge life changing decisions I've made in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. During your seventh period, which starts when you're forty three, is when you like do like a re you you start refresh. You, you want to you're all of a sudden you're, you're you're interested in spirituality again, and you want to you want what? to start thinking about the spiritual self more, huh. and you start delving down those paths. And more. he breaks it to a hundred and. F- 140, 40 yeah 140 years, years the whole i was like this guy really yeah yeah so which is interesting with those the last the last few cycles most people will never well, today the last few cycles nobody no one gets to gets, nobody yeah. i mean I'm, the oldest well yeah like the yeah the last 20 years it's like yeah but uh, uh look for a lot of darkness and <laughs> uh worms <laughs> I wonder what it says in the last. Do have you looked at the last? No, no. I wonder, like, like how I, how would you like how would you even be be functioning? If, if I was, remember correctly, I think he even I think he actually stops at the um like a tenth or so. Yeah, he's kind of like okay. Good. Well, that's only seventy though. Yeah, I don't think he much. I don't think he goes much further. But I guess if I just, maybe he went a little bit further, but I don't think he goes much further because you'd think he'd at least go to a hundred. So, uh, anyways, anyway. wrapping this back up. I be, my theory is that during our day cycle, the the hours that most of us are going through our REM, or the natural hours of the day for we, us to be doing that, which would be between four in the morning and six in the morning, mm-hmm. um, might be a more creative cycle. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, I I, uh, well, yeah. So back onto the lucid dreaming kind of stuff. Uh, I found a. I heard a good quote from uh, somebody, but it's by uh, oh, what is his name? Darn it! Was it anonymous? No, it wasn't. Not anonymous. It was. Uh, I love anonymous. Jung, Carl Jung. Oh, Carl Jung. Carl Jung. Um, what is the thing? I had it. Gosh dang! I may have just put in my regular notes. Did I mention that the journal I bought is a red, big old fat red journal? My lucid dreaming you d- journal. You mentioned it to me earlier, but you okay. didn't mention it to big fat and red. It's big fat and red. 
Just like Carl Jung's. He had he has a red, his red journal. The red book, yeah. Oh, the, well, no, that's not. Where where was this quote? Dang it, it was such a good one too. I was gonna be like, so cool. Oh, here it is. Okay, I'm, I'm, I was really getting disappointed that you couldn't find it. He no. says, "Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate." That's powerful, right? That's really powerful. Yeah, because He's sheep, right? Like, well, I should just, I start like, I should start bawling right now because I realize that how much of I rely on until fate. you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. That stuff that's in your unconscious is actually the thing because that you're not dealing with and it's keeping you going in whatever direction you're going in. It's pretty cool. In um, Spencer Lewis's other book that I. S- Sent you a PDF for I think or a link the on the Jesus uh, one, yeah yeah yeah. In the beginning of the book, he talks a lot about you know you showed me a picture earlier of the different layers of the of the spinal cord mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. and he talks he basically talked about the it's called the phrenic period he called it. Oh, and so a he lot breaks of, it. That a lot it. of us are stuck at the phrenic period. So it's like in the. It's, but and then you want to get above because yeah. all the stuff, all the good stuff happens up in the head. Basically, the phrenic period is the one I th- believe is the one associated with like the serpent. Like it's basically the top, the top of the spinal cord. Yeah, and it's it's more of a lower level. This is all like Greek, like uh, yeah, yeah. The way that they would break down, break up the. It, it's kind of goes with the chakra chakras that we're you yeah, know. Um, yeah. Where you have these different parts of the body, and they represent different passions and different things, you know, that you're working. And so, according to his in his other book, he mentions that, that most people, like they they read his his idea was they read the New Testament as a, in the phrenic view, and it's there's another way to read it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, there is. So, I, guess, I mean, I'm well. I, we'll talk about some of that different stuff story a later, but yeah. But I, as uh, I've been recording my dreams over the last little bit, I had a musical dream. A musical dream, like was it like like a musical, like a play, or was it like a was it music in it? Where somebody started singing in the middle. Oh, of how it. wonderful! <laughs> yeah, like he was was started well, singing. Was it uh, Chris Cornell to the? No, he started singing to the tune of "Dedicated to the One I Love." Like, a, but he was explaining something else. So in in a dream, you can have a musical, you know, because in musicals, it's always like people just bust out into singing, you yeah. know, and it doesn't happen in real life, but in a dream, it can happen. And it, may, and it would make sense. Right? Like, it would, I mean, it yeah. wouldn't be weird. Yeah, it's not weird. You're just like, okay. Not, I'm not going to go off on this. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. There's an episode where the whole thing's a musical. Oh really? Yeah, the whole thing's a musical, and they actually like are wondering at first why are we singing these things, and then they and they continue through the whole episode doing it because they're, they're, I think it's a dream. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I like the one where he's like, where he writes that musical for that girl. You know what I'm talking about? Damon. Yeah. Ah, the, yeah. Well, that's the nightman. The nightman night cometh, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He, we got to get these fools' tools or whatever he said. <laughs> whatever the... anyway i won't talk much about it but that's one of the funniest shows in the in, i've ever seen so 
So yeah, let's just... Uh... Mark is delving into his notes here. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of, oh, there's one. Okay. Where, okay. I had this dream. I'm just going to, uh, um, it's okay. I, I already think you, I already think you're weird. Let's go for it. I was at, you know, you, you, I was at my mom's house for some reason and in the bathroom and I, I decided I wasn't going to, I had to relieve myself. Okay. You know, pee. I wasn't going to go. I decided I wasn't going to pee in the toilet. I was going to pee in the garbage can. Oh. Because yeah. I was going to try to hide it. <laughs> and it probably made sense, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, well, what? And so, you know, but then all of a sudden I was going too much. So it filled up. Oh, and, my gosh. But that's the best. So it wasn't able to, you know, and it was just so, but okay, whenever I woke up, guess what? I had to pee. So yeah. there was, there was a. That's uh, better than you having had. No, just I didn't. Yeah. I hadn't, but <laughs> I had to. And so part of the dream was because in in real life, I was feeling that. Yeah. Your the bladder was my filling bladder, up. He was filling up. You know, I, and so in the dream world, it, it crossed into it. Yeah. It's but awesome. the weird thing was that I did it in the trash can trying to hide it. Yeah. Like. That makes that makes a lot that of makes sense. Makes no sense. That makes a lot of sense there. <laughs> um, oh, and I had another uh, idea, a morning insight, September twenty second. Okay. Picture this. Yeah. Am I wearing underwear in my dreams because that is what I'm wearing in my waking life at the mo- at the moment? Last thing that I remember having on before I fell asleep was underwear right so what maybe that's why in my yeah. dreams yeah sure. i don't know just this is a thought yeah that's something they play around with right yeah like go to sleep with like a like a suit on well I mean, several maybe, weeks in a maybe row if i slept with pajamas like full-on pajamas yeah you know like old-timey like i love lucy days yeah, yeah. where they're in like full yeah the full button-up pajamas well, you Can you should... imagine getting dressed up to go to bed? It's strange. Well, what other? Um, that wasn't. I love Lucy's. Even even more recent than that, they used to. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The the craziest ceremony before bed. Yeah, like, it's like what? How does that make sense? I guess if you have to get up in the middle of the night and run. So out. if you want to have an adventure in your dream. Should you go to bed wearing like some ninja tabard, tabot, tabard and stuff like clothes? And should you go to bed with like a like a flashlight on your belt? Maybe. So you're ready when you wake up. When you wait in your dream, you'll be all ready. Well, but that's part of the th- yeah. Maybe because that's part of the thing is that you're trying to psych yourself into doing certain things into even remembering your dreams. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, these are from these notes are from about a month ago. Good deal. You've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, this is September thirty, September twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Frustrating. Don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I've the, never written that before. Oh yeah, I'm working at a small resort. Okay, this is the weird. Weir- oh, okay. okay, I'm gonna read this. Well, hopefully, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, 
and working at a small resort and have been put at a desk where I make reservations for guests for different activities. Okay. Hmm. Of course I haven't been trained. So I have to just try and figure it out by messing around with the computer system. It's just this weird. Yeah. But it made sense. Like the matrix, right? We get to train yourself. So you put, you plug in like re- desk receptionist. Yeah. A guy wants to reserve a pool for the day. Anyway, it's, it made sense in the dream. And he tries to find it on the system himself. Then he gives up and I am trying to figure out how to access the computer to get it to search for pools on the grounds we are in. Anyway, it just, and this is, there is a cake on the desk and I keep picking at it and eating some of it. Nice. <laughs> so, okay, dream. Anyway, so that's, that's the, this the weirdness of a dream. Like what? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? There's this one in a, bu- in a building, September 30th. So in a building with an elevator, a lot of people, including myself, are waiting to go down. The elevator finally opens up. We all pile in. Suddenly there is some sort of authority type figure there kind of making us wait. And then I push the close button real quick and we get in trouble. I get or the authority figure freaks out, but nobody will tell. Anyway. Nice. This is weird. Like, what does that have to do with anything? It means everything, Mark. I have some kind of like morning thought insight on Netflix and Hulu and how they're building profiles on us. Nice. You know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna but, but how they're trying to mimic our 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 the way the human mind thought. We're programming it by, they're giving us choices, basically. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Okay. They're giving us choices, and then we are, you know, we'll pick, 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 you know, keep on picking. Yeah. And so it's being able to program the... That's right. I know you're talking about. The AI thing. Yeah. To to mimic the brain. I go, maybe kind of trying to work how our brain does once one opinion is made we will tend to go along a certain path of thought so they're you know deep that's really deep um oh this is a weird one anyway we're we're conducting music or something like so it's just very random Hmm. anyway so that's those are yours have you've had quite a bit more like memorable dreams than i have well it's not that they were memorable it's just that i wrote them down yeah but i i'm saying when i wake up i have zero memory of anything yeah usually this morning though yeah this morning oh that was a breakthrough brandon you know what you're doing every time you write down your dream what's that you're telling your sub your unconscious this is important to me yeah sure that's i want to remember this these these guys mentioned that too. yeah i know yeah. that's what that's that's why so so okay, just to be super honest, we didn't lucid dream. We didn't. Oh, if that wasn't clear yet, we we haven't gotten to that point. I think I think they figured yeah. it out. We our our listenership already dropped off like twenty minutes ago. They're like what the heck? These guys didn't lucid dream. <laughs> well, I'm we're it's still working on. It's not like you know. I had that one that I told you about last time where. 
at the very end of the dream, I said, I'm dreaming. And I can, I don't have to be climbing this. I can fly. And all of a sudden, I woke up. Yeah. Like it was like your mind's like, no, your mind's like, no, no, you're not Not supposed to be doing this. And they shut you off. So, um, okay. So we'll now we'll talk. I I do want to finish up some of the book because once you get into your dream, they have a whole chapter on flying and stuff and how to fly. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, we can figure that out. That's like taking the fun out of it. Yeah. It's like that one was, in but the I wanted sixth, to, right. That was, that was the like part four. It's like paid. It was know. in part four. Yeah. Oh, shape shifting's a good one. Oh yeah. Sexy, sexy lady. Well, so I just wanted to talk about the natives, like the people that are in your dreams. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good. This is a good one. Yeah, I thought this was uh, really interesting. Yeah, this is probably the, um, it's uh, the just the opening thing. Venturing through the dream world, we are met with a surprising realization: we're not alone. That this actually made me really like. I wasn't like on board. With, like, if I would ever like work hard enough to ever do this. But when I got to this part about the natives, yeah, I was like, "This might be worth it." Yeah, you know, what's insane. And uh, Carl, this is the second time I'll reference him. Carl Jung had natives. Yeah, yeah, he had recurring people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, one. Um. So, because uh, you got you, you the way that they they talk about it is they say, "This is your unconscious." creating this whole world for you so it's a you so the people you're talking to are they're you there might be some kind of facet or reflection or something you know that you could learn from it exactly there's almost like a what i took from it was there's often we have we have these issues in life often where we just can't figure something out and sometimes the best person might be to talk to about it would be ourself. Yeah. But we can't talk to that part of ourself because it's like blocked out or it's like, you know, dormant or something. Yeah. But those parts of us might be awake when we're asleep. Yeah. It's a really, a really interesting uh, concept. It might be something we're pushing. It might be an idea that actually that we're pushing down. Sure. You know, that we have, but we don't want to yeah. face it, you know, or like, oh, that would be the solution. Yeah. It's kind of like... I'm well, afraid to see the natives. Like, oh, no, you're real, aren't you? Well, <laughs> yeah, they might be some weirdos. But they have, like... Like, it's like... A, there's the one called the Sleepwalker. And this guy, he's kind of an NPC. You know, non-player character. Yep. Where yep. the Sleepwalker lacks awareness. They just walk around. Um... And then try to talk to them, and they this won't make sense. They're just kind of like they're creating space or yeah. creating atmosphere. They're, they're filling in. They're filling in. The filling in the scene. Yeah, yeah. NPC was a good way to put it. They said if your dream was a movie, they'd be the un- underpaid extras. Yeah. So they're extras. Okay, next one. The friend. Awareness is a uh, medium normal, right? So the awareness for the the uh, sleepwalker was low. Like there's yeah. no, there's, or it should have said none, but 
the friend. This native doesn't need to be a walking world buddy of yours to be a friend. These characters are eager to talk and answer questions, and they make excellent conversationalists. They may not understand when you ask them if they know they're dreaming, but they are great allies to have around if you need backup in defeating a nightmare. Like in that the dream that I was talking about where I was conducting music, I was there with somebody else. Yeah. So they were... The person that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they were like a friend, you know, that yeah. they were, we were interacting together exactly. or whatever. And I remember, I know that I, I've had, I have, I've in the dreams I remember, I, I, I often have like, when you're, when someone asks you about your dream, like has a weird dream. Well, tell, well, tell me about it. And you mentioned like, okay, well, there was this person like, who was it? Like, I don't, I don't, they were nobody. Yeah. Like they were profound in the dream. Yeah. Like they were somebody. But in real life, I don't, I can't, they're not a person from real life. I wonder if, it, if like the sidekick would be a different, like sure. maybe a different, let's come up with our own little. Yeah. The sidekick where you don't, there's somebody with you and they're not, you know, you're interacting, but not necessarily. So the other thing with the friend is if it, the, the analogy is if, if, if your dream was a movie, then they'd be like the supporting actor. Yeah. Supporting character. And they sometimes, they should win the best supporting. You want to add Virgil's? Yeah. Zero sugar root beer. Zero sugar. Rejoice with Virgil's. Oh, are these twist caps? Dude, I'm just really strong. Oh, they are. They're twist caps. I've been using the bottle opener to open these at home. I wonder why it's been so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to get. Get the prime up in two different places. Yeah, because it's it's twisted on, so it's not like. Yeah. It makes more sense off. But, um, okay, and then another person that you might meet is the guide. This is what everybody wants to meet. Yeah. Right? This, this is, is like if this is in a vision. Like your apocalypse. This is your apocalypse character. Yeah. Um, this type of native knows much more than you. Pomandries. This is like Pomandries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they usually appear with some important information to communicate. Have you ever had this? I've never had No. It. Neither have I. I so, want really badly to say yes, but no. I no, I, I, me too. I've never had <laughs> had somebody like, I've got to tell you this. You know, but you hear about like different things like that. But um, there was a, you know, actually in, a, I found I found a hack on, on talking to these people in dreams. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the Bible. A hack? Yeah. Cause it I was, is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, dude, John, he's, he's a genius. Where the heck is it? So John would be the one to ask, right? In the New Testament, at least. Where the heck? Why do my notes suck so bad today? Did you learn? Did you find this in your morning scripture study, Mark? Oh, how to ask a dream person a question? Revelations seven thirteen through fourteen. Really, Brandon? Please. Want me to open that up? I got yeah. Oh, you got this Bible at Bookman's. Yeah, fifteen bucks. It's not bad. No, it's for a nice bound. for a nice leather bound one. Yeah. Okay, so what's it? What's Revelation the... seven? Let's call it the apocalypse, man. Let's not, or let's call it the unveiling, or whatever. So what's it? So, I'm sorry. Seven thirteen through fourteen. I thought this is really good. Chapter like, seven, huh? I like this. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at this old thing, and it was all taken it literal. Okay, anyway. 13 through 14? Yeah. 
All right, let's read this. Uh, and one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Yep, okay, so this guy goes up and asks him a question. Oh, okay. Ask John. So yeah. this is part of the... He, one of the people in the vision came up to him and asked him a question. Yeah, and then John's... See what John does. And I said to him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. See, so, so he's like, you tell me. Basically. <laughs> like, if they ask a question that you don't know the answer to... You can an- you can say, he said, what does he say? He, Sir, thou knowest, yeah, you know. And all of a sudden, he, he, so he, you might be able to get some explaining. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I get the funny feeling you know. How about you ex- you elaborate? Sir. And then he just answers right away. Yeah. Oh, well, these are the. Yeah. Like, it's like, tri- you're right. That's, that's a good, that's a hack. That might be a hack. So if they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to or something, you know. Because yeah. in, in real life, if anybody asks you a question and you say, well, will you tell me? Most times, it's like, well, I came to ask you. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, but there, yeah, they wouldn't ask you the question if they don't know the answer to it in a dream. Yeah, you're right. I would. That think. makes sense. No, I, I don't know. If, I'm not. That makes sense enough to me that I'll say that's written. That's written law somewhere. Yeah, they hey. can't. If they ask me a question, they have to know the answer. <laughs> they have to know <laughs> in a dream. You know that reminds me of is, um, I've been reading my kids. Uh, a couple days a week, I read them out of Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and they're crazy. That's a crazy story. First of all, it's really hard to read because it's so old. You know the way that they just. Re- but anyways, if you if you can get past the, the the way that the English language is written out in that book, um, it's a, it's it's a, it's unfortunate that the that translations are only in different languages because that's old enough English that I I the, it needs translation to modern. But anyways. It's a crazy story, and there's a lot of like, it might as well be a dream, right? That's what it all is supposed to be. Right? Yeah, but it's not. It's like a sleeping dream. It's like a different kind. Of, but anyways, you know. Yeah. And it's all very when we the what we, us talking about these guys. Like there's a lot of nonsense rules. And yeah, stuff, right? yeah, and there's a lot of things that like make no sense in real life, but they make perfect sense in in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things. In dreams that would not fit, but for some some reason there's that change where we're just like, yep, yep, you know, that makes sense. I'm going with this. Yep. Like, so, um, anyway, so that's maybe if they ask you something, you can say, well, you know, that actually happens a lot in, uh, in some of the, in some of the Corpus Hermeticum texts uh hermes the thrice great does it to like to um to little tat yeah but also pam andres does it to the thrice great yeah and then the all of a sudden one. he gets he, he asks gets, the he, question but then like he also answers it yeah 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 i, I yeah because there's one where he, i think he answers wrong too and he's like uh no yeah. you're wrong yeah where is that it's almost like in dreams, and but, I'm not saying this because I've had lots of dreams that I remember, but it's almost like the common speech would be in questions, right? Could be. Think about any of the other apocalypses that you've read outside of, you know what I'm saying? 
there's often questions that are asked by the guide. Well, look, listen to this, okay, Poe Andrews. He he kind of uh, you know he lays out, hey, I'm going to teach you these things. Um, I know what you want, um, and it, it, what do you want to know? And he says, I wish to learn the things that are to understand their nature and to know God. How much? I want to hear. And he says, well, keep, keep in mind all that you wish to learn and I will teach you. So, and then, and then at one point he says, have you understood the, uh, this vision, what this vision means? And it's like, uh, he says, I shall come to know, and, you know, kind of like, no, yeah, not, yeah. no, but I'm going, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden he goes on, I am the light, uh, you saw mind. Your God, he said, who existed before the watery nature. Anyway, so he starts explaining it to him. He's like, well, no, but I'm going to, I want to know, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, go on. And then, and then he keeps explaining more and he's like, thanks. And then, um, anyway, so yeah, it's just asking questions. Where is that? Anyway, whatever. It's fine that I didn't find the, you know. The example, example that you were thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, oh, I, this is where it is. After this, Opimandries, now I have come to a great lo- longing and I yearn to hear. So do not digress. And then Pomandries is like, be silent. I have not yet <laughs> unfolded to you the first course. He's like, whoa, whoa, I'm not even done. Yeah, I love that. He's like, as you see, I am silent. Okay, I'll shut up then. <laughs> I love that. I kudos to um Hap, Happer Haver what's his name? Um Copenhaver. Copenhaver. Kudos to Brian Copenhaver for that translation of be silent. Be silent. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so a lot of times you know, I mean, just in these visions and stuff and in dreams, there's all this stuff going on. It would be nice to be able to ha- ask some questions like what the heck? You know, if you were to be able to get awareness, what is going on? here and that's where you can enlist some of the people around you you know what i was joking earlier mark but about my what 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 i'm gonna be mentioning here but this time i'm not joking okay Okay. and i I can tell by seem like i'm joking because it's gonna because it's outlandish it's outlandish for me to say this okay but i'm gonna say it i don't know how yet i think i'm gonna start going to bed with like a notepad in my pocket or something my pajamas have pockets I'm just going to put a small notepad in my pocket. Okay. And go I'll to bed. T- I'll tell you what I did. And it's one of the things that they said to do. The, oh, okay. In the book. I, 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 okay. I, and I'm going to look for the entry because one, one night last week I wrote the date. I think it was this one, the 14th of October, 2021. You wrote beforehand at That's night. Right. That's right. You, so I wrote mention the this. next day's date. And then, and I ended up recording. Uh, That's right. And I had, I actually recorded a couple, I recorded two dreams. Because I had this conducting one, which is really, where it's conducting music. But it was like, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Like, and we come up with some kind of, out, it says outrageous beats per minute thing, like in the hundreds in Air beats per measure, like this weird, like you know how have you ever seen somebody conducting yeah. music? Like you're like have to be all over the place because sure. there's 
<laughs> so anyway, but I had that dream and then I woke up, recorded it, and then went back to bed or went back to sleep and I had another dream. Oh yeah, so two. Yeah, so I'm saying That's neat. That on that particular one, I had wrote in wrote the date just to That's the th- just that's to try it do. out. You know, to see. So I'm going to do that too. I'm going to get a note, a little small, discreet, you know, notepad. I'll have my bigger journal to decide, but I'll have a little small, discreet notepad and I'll write the date on it. Maybe like a small little pen. I know this is going to be very uncomfortable. Put it in my pocket. Get one of those little, little pencils. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. that they have for lottery cards. Or, yeah, I just get like know, a, or... a, 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 put a little cap on it so I don't stab myself in my sleep. <laughs> I I would say in your big red journal thing that you have, just write the date every night, and I bet you you'll be waking up. Or just tuck it under my arm, or, or use it as a pillow. Yeah, but somehow somehow plan to have that notebook with me. Yeah, just be careful, right, with it. Yeah, don't stat. You definitely do not want to get lead poisoning or ink poisoning. My wife would be like, "What's that in your pocket?" Like it's a notebook. <laughs> Oh, you're not happy to see me. <laughs> is that a notebook it's in a your notebook. pocket? Is no, a it's notebook? a notebook. It's a notebook in your pocket. I have a notebook. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, good night then. <laughs> that would work. I'm going to try. I'm, I'm excited. So anyway, he, they go on to say why you should interact with them. Yeah, this was an interesting part here. Um, the The second one was most interesting to me, but yeah. Okay, well, I'll hit the first thing. You want to hit the guidance? Yep. Um, they know stuff. Dreamers will benefit greatly by speaking with the natives and asking questions. Ask them something about themselves, about you, or about the dream world. I mean, think of them as your tour guides. They probably have a thing or two to teach you. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, part of part of the idea, or well, I mean, and people think that. You know, your unconscious is something that you've carried through multiple lives and stuff. So you might have all this wisdom, you know, if you believe in reincarnation and stuff. Yeah. Where they might have something to different, you know, a different way to look at things. Anyway. The second one was the second one is the second item of their or the second suggestion of theirs is, is that you can have healing. You can you can find healing if you interact with these uh, natives. Besides guidance, a run-in with a dream character is an opportunity to heal and learn more about yourself. Say you're dreaming about your friend who passed away many years ago. Speaking to him, asking him questions you may have always wished to ask can have profound effects on your waking life. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. It took it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. It's a different kind of healing, right? Yeah. Not only that, but facing and confronting aggression, aggressive or hostile dream characters can likewise lead to integration and healing. It's uh, what what I, what I thought was interesting is sometimes life isn't the time to test something out, you know. I'm not gonna go walk into a dark alley in real life and try and be a courageous person. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Yeah. But in my dreams, like, why not? Like, that. kind of build up, build yourself up a little yeah. bit and take think risks about, that, you, that are not worth it in like real life. Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know about Ray? Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying he's trying to rebuild his dad mm-hmm. because of some. Or something like that, right? Yeah. Basic, not like, and it's like, well, he, he's and he's doing it, trying to do it in the outside world, where possibly he could just do it on the inside world, and maybe he just needs to talk to his dad and have that final exactly closing. I mean, good point. 
That's probably what it is, actually. <laughs> We're all like, Ray, dude. Like, wait a second. Ray, you're wasting we got a time. Book for and you're you. spending like all this money and time on this. Like, Yeah, and it could end up really bad for humanity if all this AI I've, stuff. I've read a up. few of Ray's books, and I'm pretty sure he's aware of lucid dreaming. So I don't know if he does if he's a practitioner of it. Oh, but really? I'm pretty sure he's aware of it, yeah. Um in his book um, Well, yeah, cuz I guess he's How all... to build a How to build a mind. Yeah. He talks a lot about he does, he does, he does talk about what are the 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 dreams I believe and what and how they work and what kind of like building process happens in those dreams and I'm sure that he's aware of I would be surprised if he hasn't tried it out. Okay. He's a smart well, enough guy, hey, you know. You know what? If if I get a chance, I'll send him a copy of a field guide to lucid dreaming. Yeah, while you're at it, ask him if he wants to like, if we can talk to him in real life. Like, hey, you're an awesome guy. Can we talk to you? I want to talk to you, man. Anyway, and then there's other stuff you can do with him, but yeah, you can do all kind of things in your dream and within your dreams and with your with your guides or with your um with these natives. And then they say, what are dream characters? Are they projections of you? Are they independent beings? Which we kind of like mentioned earlier. Yeah. Anyway, those are the main things. Okay, and then... Oh, your dad's here. He is? Well, um, okay, so... Sorry, we're just kind of uh, interrupted again. Some other things that you can do. Shape-shifting. Telekinesis. Stuff like that. But anyway, let's just, I just want to get in a, get in a lucid dream. So. Yeah. The other stuff is only like, you know what? That's the thing is without, without having jumped in, without having uh, achieved some level of lucidity, Mm -hmm. then the other stuff is really just kind of like, I don't know. It's almost like it's not worth too much even, I don't know. Well, like having, that stuff would be that's advanced. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's in the second half of the book. So, but we're on the road to lucidity by paying attention, even being aware that we can get. In I'm our pretty dreams. sure that my my amount of discussion on this today will mean that I'll be getting this soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying, Brandon, you just write down little your little date in the journal. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up and you'll have something to put in there, and that's that's the on the road to lucidity. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but dreams are something that are discussed, and like, like it's been discussed for thousands of years. You know, dreams are always something significant that's been talked about in different like religious texts and yeah. histories, and there's always like stories about dreams. Yeah, but yet. Today, we don't really talk about them. Yeah. I mean, psychi- psychology or psychiatry, I don't know which one it is. Sure. But, ha- you know, that has, at least that the, the moderns, early modern stuff was into them. You know, but I don't know if that's kind of waned. It must have. Well, I don't, I feel or like. They felt like it wasn't important and there's more, now it's more, instead of dealing with that, they just wanted to get you know, some kind of medication or something. <laughs> sure. We, we've we kind of moved from that and for different reasons. One of them being, like I've discussed before, I've mentioned before, 
we don't like it wasn't more than you know a hundred years ago that people were you know going to bed at like eight o'clock at night you know like people you know people staying up well yeah they go to bed when it's dark because it's yeah. dark so there wasn't like a whole class of workers that were working third shifts yeah there was it wasn't as or it wasn't as common at least mm-hmm. and people weren't staying up to the wee hours of the morning binging on the latest netflix episode show that they're watching what are you watching brandon i uh, not really anything yeah, not, we're not me and Anna occasionally turn on a show. We've watched we watched the third episode of it last night, and it's called um, is it called Passport? No, it's about a plane a plane flight of people that oh, disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It kind of feel like Lost a little bit. Yeah, have you seen it at all? I know what you're talking. It's kind of um, Losty. You know the show yeah. Lost? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of Losty. But anyways, I got uh, lost and lost. So it's kind of like what? I think everybody confused. got lost and lost. Like, that was what? like the meta. I don't think they knew the they meta were. of lost is that everybody gets lost near the end. Mm-hmm. So like, wait, so what happened? Yeah, why am I? And is this what the end is really happening here? Is this how it's ending? But yeah, uh, so we. But yeah, anyways, people, you know, we have different lives today. And if it's not like watching shows, it's like playing a video game or. Or doing other things, and so we don't get enough sleep. And you have, to, and I think that's my biggest challenge is I don't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And so if I can dedicate, if I can put priority on my sleep, then maybe I'll have priority on my 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 sleep will return that priority. The law of compensation, right? Yeah, it'll return that back to me well, with some uh, with some bonuses. One of the cool things that I've begun, you know, to notice is that it. it it makes tries makes you more me more aware of just everyday like you know things just paying attention to dreams okay kind yeah. of like well what does that come from you know kind of and why would i even have that dream and yeah you know what it does is it helps you be this is more of a this is going to sound like i'm quoting a buddhist book but because it's a very common phrase it helps you kind of be more present yeah and you know be that acknowledgement of it yeah and an awareness of it well and it but it has it's kind of like you're focusing on something that you just have totally brushed aside your whole life suddenly you're focusing yeah. on something and according different to, and that's important this is the time you're actually in the you're actually in the period of life that you would be looking for this oh shoot how did he yeah. know yeah so um spencer lewis yeah you're in the golden age mark Seven, you're in the seventh. You're in the seventh uh, p- cycle. I'm the seventh period. It. You are in the golden age right I'm now. I'm feeling it, man. I'm. A, I can't tell you. I'm. A, I'm. A, I am excited that I. I only have a couple more years, or actually one, one more year. There. I have one more year, and I'm in start. I'm starting my seventh phase. But anyway, so not to get back on that again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a whole the ma- a master class. Yeah. I feel like, uh, uh, like if I get invited to go do something, like, hey, you want to come do like, and then some event that will go into the wee hours of the morning, I'm just gonna say, hey, that's my time. I'm supposed to be dreaming, man. Like, I got I'm not sure if I want to. Do. Yeah, I might pass on this, guys. I, I need to go do it. I need. I have. I'm planning on having a good dream that night. Well, the interesting thing is, and it's not. It's not like you're. It's like that's 
eight hours that your most people aren't using and if you can use some of that to get into a dream that's a good point you yeah. know that's pretty cool yeah you're actually and, you're but, actually having living more of your life than other people are yeah good like, point i i live in my sleep mm-hmm. pretty cool idea yeah i um i remember uh, years ago we worked we were both working at ups yeah and on the in the uh in the sorting area, a box broke open, and it had a bunch of posters for the Inception movie oh, yeah. that was coming out soon, but it had not come out yet. Mm-hmm. And it was actually they were actually uh, they're actually Japanese posters. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know where they were heading to, but they were for the movie Inception. But they didn't say the word Inception on it. It had a bunch of Japanese characters all over it, and but it did have the English mind crime. And I looked it up later, and that was like the Japanese title for Inception. Okay. It was called Mind Crime. And I remember like seeing this, and I'm like, wow, this looks interesting. And one of the other guys that we were working with, I can't remember his name. I, well, I'll have the banter about him later. I can't remember his name. But he was very like, always wanted to talk. And he's like, yeah, this is a movie coming out soon. Was he young? Was he that one young guy? No, no, no. He was actually oh. older than us, I think. Oh. Um. Anyway, yeah. yeah, let's not go off. And on uh, he, uh, he's like, yeah, this is a movie coming out soon, and I'm like, really? And at that time, I was like, writing this story that I was, I was writing a story at the time. You, no, nothing, you nothing wrote ever came. Inception. Is that what you're telling? Yes, me? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think I already <laughs> told you the story before. But anyways, I remember I was, I was writing a story. Obviously, nothing ever came from it. But I had this story that I was writing, and it was basically Inception. Yeah. And I remember how frustrated I was. I, I had this dream. I like, had Dang th- it, they stole my story. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. It was, it's man. About, it's about, it was about dreams. Yeah. And the whole point, my whole point of the story was, and I think I mentioned it earlier, is one of the cool things I was doing in my story was there was this there was the main character would have this dream and he would be in this room, but the room he was stuck in the room because there was a locked door. And he couldn't get through the locked door, right? Mm-hmm. And so in real life, he actually started learning how to pick locks and he would go to sleep with a, with a, with a, with a, with a lock pick set in his pocket. Okay. He eventually woke up. He eventually got into his dream and lo and behold, he checked his pocket because several times oh. after he started doing this, the, he did, but he didn't have the lock picks with him. And eventually after going to sleep with the lock picks enough times, he eventually w- was in the dream. He checked his pocket and lo and behold, his lock, lock pick set was in there. Because like what you mentioned earlier, okay, about like your underwear, yeah, right, yeah, you're going to sleep in your underwear, and so of course you, in a dream, you're in your underwear because that's the last thing you remember wearing. Exactly. So over time, his conscious became aware that he had a lockpick set with him, mm-hmm. and so eventually he had it. He picked the lock of the door. He went out, and he was in this like new world, except for this new world um, was somebody else's dream. And this person was a per. This person lived like thousands of years before them, and so the only thing in common with this Earth, like Earth as we know it, and then this dream world, was the pyramids were there. And they had locks too. Well, no, right. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the pyramids were there, uh-huh. and ancient cultures that were some very ancient cultures were there, but the rest of it was different because it was another person's dream. Yeah. And things had gone on a different timeline. Hmm. Right. So I saw Inception. The story is not the same. 
but I was still frustrated that they had a, uh, they stole my idea, which is not the case, obviously. But yeah. But anyway, that was my story. So me mentioning earlier, you mentioning the underwear things, like yeah, I think that. Oh. Okay. And me mentioning putting a, a, a notepad in my pocket. Yeah, like, yeah, that much. makes more sense. Even yeah. Now that you're told me your whole story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, why is he getting this little notebook and putting it in? Sure. A- yeah. But yeah, it's worth. I'm gonna. It's worth it. I think I'm excited to well, try I, that. Just saying, there's there's things going on in your unconscious that Dude, I'm we're we're ignoring. What do you want, Brandon? Anything. Goslings. Sure. Good old fashioned good diet goslings. But there's things going on in your mind, and your mind's trying to work out things or do something. You know. And why not pay attention to it? It's not like it makes you more tired sure. or anything. You're one of the cool things is that in the in the REM sleep, whether you're conscious or not, your mind is still like because one of my worries was I was like I wake bet up, you if you wake up tired become lucid, yeah, it's gonna make you tired. And it's like no, because either way, your mind's still working the same. True. So it's not you're not gonna be. Your mind's already working. Yeah, it's the already lucidity is doing is allowing you to be present to interact in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there goes that that concern. But I did have that thought. I was like, "What if you get really tired?" Cause, yeah, because you're, you're like adventuring getting, all night in your dreams. Yeah, but you're not because you know you've you've gotten that deep sleep, as we saw with your little watch thing, which is pretty cool. To yeah, like you have the deep sleep, you have the slow whatever sleep. You know, and yeah. then you have the REM, and it's only yeah. at certain times. Yeah. But everybody, regardless of who they are or whatever, everybody is having dreams. So that's dream that, big, that, is that the uh, is that the uh, message of this episode? Dream big, dream big, or pay attention to your dreams. Why not? Yeah. Because they're. I mean, like I said, if 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 you take the Bible, you know, for. And instance is that dreams are God communicating with you. All dreams. That's anytime there's a dream. Yeah. It's always a communication. It's God trying to communicate with the person. Whether they understand it, you know, have to go to somebody or not. Which know, really a, ties in to some of these other things that we're not going to talk about. But there's other, there's other, there's other like uh, interpretations of like the New Testament and stuff. And what what they mean? Oh yeah, and that makes a lot of sense with God talking to you. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, if it's all about like initiation and stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, or that the kingdom of God's inside you. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's all. It all makes more sense yeah. that way too. Yeah. So, what do you want to? Um, do you want to talk about something else? <laughs> um are we good are we done on the dreaming stuff yeah i think the dreaming i'm done with the dreams and i actually talked about this uh self-mastering fate a little bit too on the side you know yeah without meaning to do well no it's, it, that, well, this but. is meant to be kind of a, a dream and a smorgasbord kind of thing kind of thing so uh i did a tarot card we've been i've been okay yeah my wife got a, a tarot card set <laughs> I've been kind of interested in them anyway, you know, but so I did a tarot reading for and, this podcast. Yeah. How did that go? Okay. 
it's pretty cool because I, I I did it last night. So basically, with if anybody knows anything about, I just recently listened to a podcast on tarot cards, and they were talking about how it's not magical or whatever. It's just more math. Yeah, and it's like it's, pattern you, matching. You have basic the the cards are basic archetypes. Yeah, of things. It's kind of like a horoscope where it's a generic thing, but yeah. your mind will, your mind kind of will connect with different things, you know, yeah, because yeah. they are general and also so it can trigger a help, you know? Yeah. You know so saying? you're putting, you're putting, uh, meanings. You're basically, you're taking, you're creating symbols that mean different things. Yeah. And you're just letting, and you're, and you're looking at the organization of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and your mind, you know, I think a lot of times your mind is, is looking for, for like a little trigger, yeah. You know, like people are always if they're if somebody's asking for somebody else's opinion, sure. You know, they're they're just wanting you to say to, to or or you already know the answer. Yeah, we and already you know it. To be triggered. You just need it. You just needed a, a visual interpretation of it to help you like formulate the idea. Dang it! Now I got there's so many cards here. And these are some of the ones. Oh, that's why they were all because the that, ones you were looking at were they're pretty sweet, huh? Is that is that more of a is that a larger a larger than normal set? No, oh no, it's uh you got twenty two um of the higher arcanum cards, which are like the higher font death. Okay, here's one of the um. With the one with the lamb. Oh, that tree one. Um, the hanged man. I love that one. Yeah. So that one's that 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 one's a bat. Yeah, in, the, in this That's particular cool. set. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool because it makes usually sense it's not a bat in other sets. Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one. This one is called the uh, wild unknown tarot. I love it. And it's got it's really. Cool. I love that. Ro- what's the rose one there? Um, that one's cool. The cup, two of cups. Oh, nice. They got the devil. See, their devil is like it's this little goat with a pentagram on his little. Yeah, on his forehead. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Death. We need death. Um. So I'm going to do. I'm but gonna... that's actually what the original devil would be, right? What, a goat? Yeah. The scapegoat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the. What was his name? Um, as what is it? I can't remember his name. Where's that lamb? Dang it! I guess I got it sitting right out here, right in front. But I just wanted you to have a visual. Brandon, not. Okay, this is not making for good. What are yeah? What are you? What are you doing? I mean, the the name is. I can't believe. I can't mean. I can't believe it's um passing on me right now i feel like i talk about it so much the scapegoat you know yeah it's like it's my it's my go-to party discussion so basically what you do with the tarot cards okay is you go you have the way they explain it um and the thing is one of the ways you do reading you do a four card reading right and it's called the clarity spread. So it's a different like form, a yeah. different format. Okay. It's called the clarity spread, and you shuffle the cards and everything, and then, and as you're as you're shuffling the cards, um, 
you 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 have a thought you know is like oh what's the podcast going to be like like that was basic my basic thought was what are we going to do on our podcast yeah. I already i already knew simple question okay but but i just wanted to see i just wanted to just kind of screw around with the cards so basically what you do is you go you put one card on top and that that card is the overall situation okay it's the overall situation for for the question you ask. That's a and that's the first random card you pick. Yeah. So and then yeah. and then you put down and then you put below that three other cards. So you have the one card on top and then three cards lined up below, and they they went like this. And you put those upside down, or you put them face up. Well, this was the this was facing me. Okay. Okay, I'll just turn it so you can see it. Oh no 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 no, no it's fine. No, no it's. I'm gonna so, do this the right way. No, you'll. Yeah, this is how I how you do it if you're having somebody else read it. So the question was kind of like the podcast. So, so the go to, so the go to spread for getting clear about any type of perplexing situation. Um, it says, as can be expected in our complex world, it's rare that one card can capture the nuances of the whole story. So, the, so. The clarity spread offers a look into the overall scenario, as well as the three contributing factors to the greater or lesser degrees. So anyway, so then you can flesh it out. So the so the the first card is the overall situation, but then these three below kind of add some clarity to maybe how you're going to get there. Or, so anyway, so the. I just want to kind of go through and do the, yeah, what this says. So it's twenty or thirteen. So should I, um, should I describe the cards out, or are you can do that? Well, the the first card, the overall situation for the podcast, for this particular episode was going to, was death was the card that was shown. Oh, you're actually putting the ones out that were actually down. Yeah. Okay, got it. I see the picture. Yeah. I thought you were doing this again. I'm like, how is it going to turn out again? No. Okay, I get it. I get it now. So, the, what's the death card have on it? Like, it looks like a uh, a skeletal remains of a bird. Yeah, basically like a or yeah, a crow like, or something, a raven. Yeah, and and that's the major arcane, the uh, thirteen in the of the major arcane. It's a major card. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of them. I know that there's like what majors there's and 21. minors. 21 of the majors. You know, and those are the ones like death. Does the top card have to be a major? Man, strength, wheel of fortune, so the, justice. The, does, the, does the top card have to be a major? No, it just okay. happened to be. It just was. Okay, so this one, okay, so this one, the death card means closer transformation is is the basic. And Close says, no or one transformation. loves the sight of death, the death card and a reading. We spend most of our lives denying death altogether. So when the, this card appears, it's it's easy to get frightened or think it's bad. Don't let the drama distract you from the message. Something in your life needs to end. And we're this episode, mm-hmm. we're ending our the dream thing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. It needs closure. This will happen voluntarily or involuntarily. Either way, you will feel a positive transformation begin after the initial forms of suffering have passed. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, like, overall situation for the episode. Yeah. And then the contributing factors. The, f- the first one was the Ace of Wands. 
It's basically just a a stick. It's like a little wand. A wand, yeah. but it's got a natural blooming, looking wand. Yeah. Like blooms, little blooms coming out of the wand. And it's got like a ray of light, you know, or like. It's an awesome looking wand, like a little branch with blossoms on it. Yeah. Like a really cool magic wand. It's kind of wand that they had in Willow. Remember that Willow? He had yeah. that wand that was like a stick. Yeah, yeah. It was like. Yeah. Versus like some like manufactured piece of metal that had like a crystal on it, you know? All right, so here's the Ace of Wands. Just these are just the explanations. Okay, so, so an extremely high energy card. Nice. Yeah. The Ace of Wands indicates new growth is all around you. Your ideas and outlook will expand, and creativity seems endless. That is so true. Very good. Yeah. This fertile time can also have literal meanings: a pregnancy or birth. What, Brandon? I have you... news. No, maybe on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Though it's thrilling to embark on your new journey, your good judgment is needed more than ever. Don't rush into it. I agree. So these are underlying the the situation for the podcast. Anyway. Okay. Okay, so the next one is the Two of Swords. Yeah. Explain that one. So that, is that card called the Two of Swords? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to... It's just the visuals. Yeah. Two swords crossed. Yeah. And that's a minor, right? Or not, yeah. I don't recognize it. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Okay. Because in the minors, there's the wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. Nice. So, yeah, so the two swords. Oh, and that, right, that's right actually where, oh, yeah. That's actually where we get our the playing cards yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Is they took out the major. Yeah. And and the, um, they, they, the playing cards became the minor things. That's why people that's don't play why cards. in church. Yeah, that's why church religions some don't like religions you playing cards. Are like, don't use face cards, you know, and it was fine and stuff, but not you know, because it it comes out of tarot. Exactly. Which is I never understood. Sure. I mean, and it's not but yeah, so the two of swords, so it's two swords that are crossed. Or not crossed, but um Two of Swords blocked vision, or yeah, stalemate. The Two of Swords depicts two opposing forces that have reached the stalemate. You cannot progress forward with either a relationship or a life decision. There's an answer that's being blocked, maybe by choice. Hmm. Many times this card will indicate you do not wish to face the truth. The light will reveal. So, I don't know that. All right. And then... And then there's the Four of Swords. Or is that... Yeah, it's yeah. the Four of Swords. It's got a little lamb with this little beam of... So I thought this was like the... Uh, I thought that that was a major card. Oh, yeah. Is, is there, I thought it was like a lamb. Is there a, is there a major card called lamb? Uh-uh. Or anything like that? Anything uh-uh. like that? Okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Four of Swords. <laughs> Interesting. I like it. Uh, Though threatening swords loom above, the lamb sits in stillness without fear. The four of swords says, the four of swords says it's time to look inward and find the mental power to cope with the pressures. It's important to rest, seek meditation or find literature that focuses on ways to quiet the mind. Take this time to recuperate and move inward before those swords strike. That's deep. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, 
No, not that it necessarily, but... Do you have an analysis of this? Well, I mean, you got Of this the, reading? What's your yeah, analysis of this reading? basic thing where the death card, the overall situation... What the heck? Just like a pop-up. The overall situation is the death that we're changing subjects. You know, it's kind of where at the end of yeah. the lucid dreaming thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ace of Wands, there's this new bright future... You know, yeah, all like, these different yeah, I, ideas. And I, we already have ideas that we've, we're coming up with sometimes. Cause sometimes I'm like, oh, we're going to run out of ideas. But I'm like, uh, well, you know, yeah, not, it doesn't seem to happen. But so, the, and then the, uh, this one about the lamb one, what was it? The, like, what was the overall, um, I felt it was kind of like a stillness, mental power, kind of like, hey, take time to to study deeply, you know, and yeah. move inward before those swords strike. Exactly. And then, and then the I, I, the two of swords is probably the one that didn't fit the most, but well, or but, blocked vision stalemate, kind of like, hey, you've got other idea, you've got ideas, but perhaps it perhaps it is more profound than we think. We just haven't, we can't see it yet. Maybe it's this. Blocked okay. vision. We haven't had our lucid dreams, have we? Ah, oh. we've yeah. been, we've come to a stalemate there. We haven't had our lucid dream. That's a good point. But so this is kind of a thing where <laughs> the first question is, um, I don't know if you know this or not. Are you? Is there like a rule that you can't do a reading on the same topic twice? Because I don't think there's any rules. Because it's like if you do a reading on something, an, a, a specific idea or topic, an event or something. Yeah. And then you get your reading and then you do it again. And you get like a whole new set of cards down. Doesn't that kind of conflict with like, well, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of, well, it's kind of like, okay. If I would, if I was gonna do tarot, right? If I was gonna do a reading for someone, yeah, I might make a personal rule that I don't do, I don't do the yeah, same thing twice. Do, like, no, yeah, yeah, because you have like, to respect well, what you found the first time. Yeah, if it, if you didn't like it, that's fine. You don't, you know, but we're not gonna do the exactly. But I think I think the cards are general enough to not be that some that if somebody's really really has a, the question or whatever a question, they'll find something. Exactly. So that's, that's my second question. Is I, you might have said this, and I might have forget, not listened or forgot. Do you have to go in a certain order? Obviously, you mentioned the first one, the the like the overall the arch the arch card, right? They, but you have to go in a certain order, or they all they all kind of mix together where the order doesn't matter. Well, the, the way that the clarity, you know, this particular spread, the first card is the overall situation, which was like so so totally fitting. Yeah, and then the other ones are contributing factors to give it some more, uh, give it some more clarity. Yeah, because one card isn't gonna just oh, well, that's it. You know, no, that you have, and I did one with, with somebody, where it was about relate uh, relationships. Oh, really? And it was really cool. Really? Yeah, I can't, that's exciting. It was. It was just very like what you know. We were both kind of like, I mean, kind of yeah. like okay, this is. This is like too too good <laughs> because it was it was basically showed the whole kind of like relation like 
this is a young person and they were, you know, talk like on future relationships and stuff. And so it was like doink. And also the other things were like, and they all fit on there's, you know, it's this back and forth. And I don't know. That's interesting. What was it? That goes, Actually, I think it took a picture. That goes into my theory, which is, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm unique of having this theory by the way, but anyways, my theory that, we really, we already are, we already know the answers. Yeah. And we already, yeah. And in fact, we already know what's going to happen and what decisions we're going to make. And so all the cards do is help us like articulate it to ourselves of what, yeah, is happening. Yeah. And it gives us some comfort about like what's going on and why, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and your, your mind will interpret the cards the way. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's not. It's not that they're like actually predicting the future or whatever. It's just probably a way to put your mind at ease. Or hey, you know what? There might be some hard things, and that's always one of the major things. There's going to be conflict, and of course, you know that's yeah. just life. But the thing is, is if you believe in the whole concept of like that there is everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and there's no like chance right that things are are set in motion and that things happen because of cause of effect not because of randomness yeah if you believe in that then like any any calamity in life that we might experience or any boon any great thing that happens but any event when these things happen there's like a pair of invisible dice that God rolls in the background, it seems like, right? There's something that causes... We, it might as well be dice, but they're not dice. But there's something that caused this event to everything to click into motion together, right? That we can't see. Yeah. That same invisible force is in charge of everything. Whether we roll bones on the ground or whether we we draw cards out... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That same invisible force that puts things in motion, if we respect it across the board, it, it it's really um interesting. Yeah. Uh way to look at things. And and uh we don't do that. We don't the mystic the mysticism in our lives today is absent or di- or dismal, you know. It's we don't respect any mysticism. We don't respect that. Um we're severely lacking of it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess people are think they're realists or whatever. Sure. You know, but and it's you know it's true that the only thing you have control over is your own actions. Sure. You know, like yeah. Stoics. Exactly. And you just have to kind of leave the other stuff to not to chance to fate to whatever because you can only do so much. By the way, the scapegoat was Azazel. Azazel, yeah. Yeah, I can't, remember, I can't believe I remember. I can't. I forgot the name. I can't really forgot the name. Azazel, yeah, the scapegoat. Yeah, the devil. The devil and, himself. And it's funny we blame. That's who we blame things on. The devil made me do it. The scapegoat. Think about that. Yeah, that's true. It's like no, the devil didn't make you do it. You did it. You just blaming you something probably, else. You probably yeah. And like, that's exactly that's exactly what the Hebrews did. You know, they took all their sins. They would go out into the desert. The priest would would sacrifice a goat, and they would call it Azazel. 
and they would take all their sins and they would move it onto the goat, right? And this goat's taking our, they would have, the, it would be like an atonement. The if goat you, would take our sins from us. If you think about the old Hebrew religion. <laughs> I love it. It's like, it's <laughs> like, you're just like, wait, like the idea that they like came out of Egypt. Yeah. With some kind of new religion when actually they just brought the Egyptian religion and just re re sure. rebranded renamed renamed things temple. And, they yeah. were they they were wearing these weird clothes, you yeah. know, with all these stones on them, yeah. doing doing animal sacrifices, you know, incense, all this stuff. It's just like and then and then they the, turned their they took their they took like their it's so different. They took the eight. They took their gods and they made them into eight patriarchs. Yeah, you know they're not gods. They're just the first great humans. You know? Yeah, and then well, then they came up with the whole thing of with angels, yeah. archangels, and all this stuff yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a fascinating. <laughs> but you're whenever you're raised as a Christian or whatever, you're kind of like, oh no, this is the the other everybody else is wrong and this and then all of a sudden you look into it, you're like wait a second this is all the same stuff yeah they just rebranded it <laughs> anyway I, I hopefully not making somebody too mad but yeah it's, it's it just was... it's just an interesting idea you're just like wait so they were out there an sacrificing animals still and there was uh there's there's ancient there all uh, kinds Hebrew of weird... forms of like magic and stuff and yeah, there's and but there's rituals. Yeah, you know, it's just it's very odd whenever you're like, and that was the one that made sense, or you know that sure was the true one. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's... I mean, but it's it's just strange. Yeah, there's... all these taboos. You know that as as if that's super superstitious. It's it's a superstition again. You know what's funny is I I learned. I went through several. I went through a few years of motivation, and I actually went in college, university. I learned Hebrew. Oh, and by the way, not to say that Christianity is any sure. different, especially if you look at the Catholic Church and how it's set up. That definitely is true. That that's that's giving a that's giving a spoiler on what our future might entail here. But the thing is, is um, like I learned Hebrew because I was excited to learn this this old language. And I had this moment when I was like feeling kind of like I wasted this couple years learning Hebrew because all the Hebrew texts were all like just like very like staunch Hebrew texts, right? Yeah. I'm like, I should have learned a different language that I could have gotten into learn Greek. funner stuff. That's what I was thinking. Dang, Brandon. But that's my this is my point. It turns out that the Hebrews were just as like that there's there's I mean, there's a whole there's a whole like wealth of like knowledge out there with like the Kabbalah and with the, there there's actually now today I'm like, wow, I can't, I can kind of like relearn this a little bit and actually look into some pretty cool things. Oh yeah. That's you know? true. Where before I thought like, ah, it's gonna be boring, you know? And now I'm like, Oh, there's, there is lots of texts out there. There's lots of things that no one knows that are there that no one wants to admit that happened and that they, that was practiced back then. And that are found in like these like books that are only in Hebrew still. Well, so like, like the Dead Sea Scrolls. What are those written in? Uh, they're written in uh, Hebrew and Aramaic. So they are okay. Yeah. 
And are those the oldest Hebrew? I don't know for sure, but I think so. I because think, I, I think so. It wouldn't seem like they would have anything that. Because when are those supposed to be? When were they written? Yeah, they were. Right. I have my Dead Sea Scrolls thing right. Yeah, they were. They were written in the pre er, in the in the pre sent pre first second and first century and yeah. the post first century. So right there on that threshold, right? Um, well, I'm like, saying so they're they're not cop. They're those ones are actual. They're act they're actual texts written, right then. Yeah, that were put preserved. Yeah, that's why I they mean, were. So I'm saying they're probably the oldest. That's why they're so profound. Exactly. Yeah, that's why all of a sudden it's like, whoa, these are from way back then. And that's why a lot of people have a hard time with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Because the Dead Sea Scrolls takes a moment in history, and all of a sudden we find out, oh, there was this treasure trove of literature, old old Hebrew literature, right? And they go through the list of books in there, and a lot of people are like, uh, why is this book not in there? You yeah. know, And it's like, oh, they didn't have it. Well, why didn't they have it? Maybe because it wasn't around yet. Maybe. Or maybe because they didn't like it, you know? And so it was a hard thing for a lot of people, but it was also like a great thing for some people. Like the book of Isaiah was profound in the, in the, in the, um, Dead Sea Scrolls. But also there was lots of, um, there was some, there was some, uh, books of Enoch in there too. Yeah. That's where we got the Enoch and the Watchers, yeah. Enoch and the Giants, you know, which is like, what? And I believe there's even a Hermetic text in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, or was that? Is or is that, that either Nag Hammadi? I think that was the Nag Hammadi. Nag Hammadi. They had they had actually that was Oblivious. that was a cool one because well and then they had and the eighth and the ninth, eighth and the ninth yeah. which is one that did, nobody even knew about. That's right. And Austin just showed up. Austin, holy moly! Yeah. So that's the other thing about um, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls is they give a it's like a it's an earlier print, and so I if you look at like some texts. Or you look at the translations today, and you look at the Dead Sea Scroll translation, Dead Sea Scroll version of the same, like let's say Isaiah. There's some differences in the text, and you would have to assume if you go by the rule of older is writer, yeah, then you'd have to assume that that one was yeah. right, and then yeah, new one. yeah. So, well, anyway. But we might have foretold a little bit, not to put a pun on the tarot, but we might have foretold a little bit of other things we're interested in looking at. So, yeah, we got this guy, Price, James M. Price, who wrote this book, The Apocalypse Unsealed. Yeah, and it's really, which is really a neat, new, different. Or make you know different way of looking at the the uh, book of Revelation in the Bible. His idea, actually, I have it. And he was a theosophist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. He he. This book was written in 1910. What a time! Like that There's time a lot period. Of really smart people out that there. That time period, right? That's yeah. when the um, the three initiates in quotes wrote yeah. the Kabbalion. Yeah. That was just a time for people. That was an enlightenment going on there. There was that, a lot of strange stuff because you you have that, but then you have think about like the Nazis and the cult. 
mm-hmm. you know, later on in the thirties and stuff. Yeah. They got, you know, it's just some strange, strange times going on, but his, the, the whole idea actually of, of his book is that the apocalypse is a manual of spiritual development. And the problem is that books that are our allegorical and mystical have been construed as historical. Yeah. Okay. We construe them as historical and the, the nonsense in there, we just like, we, that we don't understand how that came in there and what that means. Or people, people say, or the, the, the stuff is people are like trying to put it into their fit it into their time. Exactly. And everybody's always, Oh, well this means this, you know, like, uh, buy you can't buy and sell kind of thing. But it's so the, the full title is the apocalypse unsealed being an esoteric interpretation of the initiation of Ioannis or John, John or John or John. I don't know how you say that. So I've, John is well. You would be no, a but Johannes. Yo- yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure with the I. It'd be Yoannis. it'd be Johannes. Because then, whenever they say Jesus, they say Ye Jesus or something. Yeah, it's it'll be a yeah. And that what's interesting, there's actually a Jesus Zeus, Zeus. Yeah, yeah. There's very. It's, it's, I'm sure in Greek it's the same. There's similar. um there's a band I listen to. Uh, they're a progressive band. They're out of Greece, and they're the name of the band is the um, the oh, I can't remember the band, but it's <laughs> it's because the, the, the strange is, it's a strange name know. of a band. It's called the Village of Yananias City. I think oh, really? what it's called. And they basically it's about the they they're from they're from a town. They're from a city in Greece where there is a there they basically have a John as like the uh, patron 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 saint. saint kind of thing villagers of Yainonia city and it's spelled the same way oh. look at their symbol they have like an astro like a zodiacal yeah symbol they're kind of it's kind of an interesting uh, they have some interesting stuff. Um, progressive rock dude yeah hey have you heard of yes <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the most popular prog rock band ever right yeah have you aren't heard? they well like you know they have their stuff right or like, what's that was that other band that the who alan parsons oh, alan parsons yeah <laughs> the alan parsons project i or, can see your uh, emerson emerson lake and palmer mm-hmm ELP. I'm a big fan of what's that one band? Uh, it's got three. Oh gosh, they did the whole Xanadu thing. Rush. No, not Rush. Rush has Xanadu. No, not the Xanadu the musical. Oh, ELO. You, you said three. Electric like oh, electric orchestra. You said three. There's there's three people in Rush. Yeah. There's okay. Anyways, that's that's <laughs> our tenth. Rock. That's our tenth topic for this episode. So, well, anyway, so th- this one's really cool because he, well, we'll work on. I'm working on trying to simplify it because I want to have it simple enough to where we, we can, can we can we talk can about just it, talk about it, and make it make sense. So it's not 
because the book is really good and it's, it's short actually. Yeah. So put it on the list. We want to, and we're we're really sure that we're going to try and do this uh, a topic on this book. Hey, but like Mark said, to put it into like a format that we can actually talk about it and not be everywhere at the same yeah, time confuse is, want, is it, difficult. So we need to, to plan sense. it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, to where it's like, I guess you break down the the sevens and you know. Anyway, but also I wanted to do the allegory of the cave, the Plato thing. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a short, yeah. You know, thing that we can go over. Yeah, let's do it on how people, you know, how real knowledge is reached, and actually that goes in. That kind of goes into this because it has a whole thing on Plato's. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing on how you on the different levels, levels of, knowledge. of knowledge yeah so it'll relate i don't know what else you want to do i taught my kids about that the other day but yeah oh you did the different levels of plato's uh system of levels of knowledge and well t- t- tell explain well no, we, just elaborate i because maybe it'll help of, me when i'm writing up my little thing one of the things uh i was i was talking to him about is how Today, people talk about science as being such a factual source of knowledge. It's like one of the low ones. Yeah. Right. And he and Plato categorizes it in the um, in the perceived. Yeah. Uh, category. Uh, and the only reason why I discussed that is because the word science comes up so much today in today's atmosphere. Yeah. Social context that. Uh, uh, I wanted to explain to them, like, even though people talk about science all the time, keep in mind that, uh, you know, like, science is only your interpretation of what you can perceive. Yeah. And I talked about how Plato described that. Yeah. Um, you have notes on that? Yeah, well, there's the principles. Uh... Well, you have the, you have the, uh, you have it right there. Yeah, the perception of images, faith, psychic groping. And so technically, and it, Plato categorizes science and religion at, on the same layer of yeah. knowledge, which people think that they're, people would think that science is like a higher level yeah. than, than, than religion. And Plato didn't see that. Oh, way. here it is. Um, concerned with investigating the principles. Phenomena of external nature, physical sciences, faith, psychic groping. I don't know. I don't know what he meant by psychic groping, but yeah. So yeah, that's what I taught them the other day. That's cool. Well, we'll, maybe that'll be the next one we'll do is the Plato thing. Yeah, let's let's do that. That'll give us time to get for that to really um, articulate onto paper a better this this um, apocalypse unsealed, right? Yeah. Oh, he was talking about, like, here it is, Uh, the intelligent, intellectual faculties in the present stage of human uh, evolution, while the scientist somewhat enlarges the scope of the senses by employing a telescope, microscope, Mm -hmm. and other mechanical devices, you know, so it's just kind of like a, a little... But then by doing that, it's like, oh, well, we've figured it all out. Yeah. Yeah. We think we've narrowed This is when we've like, narrowed it down. That, yeah. That's all, according to Plato, I guess, involved in the lower mind. And then the higher, the, the ultimate thing you want to get to is direct cognition, true knowledge. 
So even even the scientific thing is illusory knowledge because it's 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 based upon your senses, yeah, and what you can perceive, yeah, yeah. Anyway, exoteric science and religion. Yeah, I liked his usage of the word exoteric. Yeah, I'd never come across that way of saying. Mm-hmm. That spin on esoteric well, before. He keeps calling the religion exoteric religion. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's cool because, yeah, the the what happened was at first you had the esoteric religion, where it was, you know, this only f- few initiates and stuff could get in it. Yeah. But they wanted to present it to the, be able to present it to the wider audience, and so they had to change it and make it the ex, exoteric, the outside. Yeah, exactly. I love that way to say it. To adapt, you know, and it had to, so it wasn't as, it was more like rituals and stuff that many people can participate in. Good. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyway. Well, that's that's exciting. That's exciting. I'm I'm waiting for that. Well, so yeah, we'll we'll talk more about what else we're going to do, but those are a couple good things. I've been really, like I said, been trying to parse this this thing out so we can make sense. Because if we could have an episode on the apocalypse, you know, but that would be a different take. And not that everything he says is is correct, you know, but it's an interesting thought, at least. No, everything he says is correct. Well, not that everything isn't correct. Sure, there either. you go. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll end this episode and we're going to keep on working on our dreaming. Yeah, we w- I believe that when when that time happens, we will have a special episode. We will we'll do a return we'll and report. Know. And it will be a blast too. Yeah. I'll report back on how the notepad in my pocket worked out. Yeah, like and I picked locks too. And I picked locks. <laughs> the only thing I can pick is my nose. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. See ya.